Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Here we go. Stand by for Jody and T-Rex. But first, we've seen the commercials before. All these topical serums that claim to improve the appearance of our skin. Like those dark spot treatments that are supposed to make us look better, but they take six months or more to see results. And most of the time, we can't see any difference even after all that sacrifice. Now imagine a topical solution for eliminating fine lines, wrinkles, and large under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. I'm not talking about some risky, expensive plastic surgery, Botox, or any of that crap. I'm talking about gone in minutes. It is called Plexiderm, a clinic studied topical serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. It's the edge you've been looking for. Photoshop for your face is what Stephanie Miller calls it. And you know, when Plexiderm called me to test drive their topical serum, I jumped at the chance to see if it really worked. And man, oh man, did it in just about 10 minutes. The fine lines around my 48-year-old eyes were gone. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself at work or out with friends. And the best part is Plexiderm lasts for hours and goes on clear so nobody's going to know that you're using it. Go to triplexiderm.com and use my code VOICES for 50% off a gigantic full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an extra $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. You can also get this offer by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code VOICES. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today. Use the code VOICES at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com, code VOICES. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Zeska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I'm pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brando's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops? Yes. Water. Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but, but yeah, that's the idea. But Brando's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Okay, look. The plants aren't growing. So I'm pretty sure that the Brando's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. Well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. Hey, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world? Yeah. <laughs> okay, look, you, you want to solve this problem. I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brando's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what... They used to make Brondo. Yeah, but why did they use them to make Brondo? Because Brondo's got electrolytes. 
Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. Laughing to keep from screaming. It's only a matter of time before Donald Trump proposes Brondo on the coronavirus. I'm predicting it now. Mark the date on your calendar. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, March 12, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the greatest soap ever. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Day 1,148 of the Trump crisis, 236 days into the 2020 presidential election, and uh, we've got so much to talk about, so let's get into it. It is the goth ninjas. Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from dash the dash bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com, and T Rex David Ferguson from the T Rex Report podcast at patreon.com slash the T Rex Report. Links in the description. All right. Hey, Bob. Hey, I'm in a level four decontamination suit. <laughs> T-Rex live from his hazmat suit. Okay, perfect. Maintaining positive pressure. So. God, this thing is hot. Hang on. Ugh. Ugh. Jesus, I'm soaked. That's so great. Oh, man, I would love to see. You probably have like a designer hazmat suit. So, something from Vera Wang, I assume. No, I had to get this one straight from the CDC so it would fit my tail and tiny forelimbs. That's right. Well, look, guys, we know the apocalypse is near. And how do we know that the apocalypse is near? Sarah Palin on something oh, something oh called God. The Masked Singer last night performing. Don't play it. 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 Wait, play it what did she do? She, she oh, performed. Okay. Oh, God, T-Rex has to hear it. Uh, oh, she no. performed Tone Loke on The Masked Singer last night. It's a- That's Sir Mix-a-Lot, you white guy. Oh, Sir Mix-a-Lot, sorry. Oh my god, and it's Sarah Palin. <laughs> I'm going back in the suit now. All right. I know. All of your dogs and cats at home right now, our entire audience, all their dogs and cats are running from the room because of the high-pitched shrieking. Make it stop, please. I know. All right, that's it. Oh, thanks. I, I confess. Gonna... I confess. I was... Don't she was turn dressed it back as a on. bear. <laughs> That's right. They, they've actually shipped that down to Guantanamo. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. They're going to be using that in lieu of waterboarding from now on. Jesus, That'll God. Work. As soon as I saw that, I went, oh, God, this is it. This is exactly why we're in this goddamn predicament. I mean, if you saw the video, like the entire panel of celebrity judges, I don't know who the fuck they are, and I don't care, but the crowd was on their feet. They were dancing. The judges yeah. were like, wow, look at this. This is amazing. And this is why we can't have nice things. Exactly. This is the darkest point of the darkest timeline. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it has to be. When the helmet, when the bear mask came off and people saw that it was... Uh, Sarah Alaska, yeah. second place yeah. runner-up, right. 1979. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, we're normalizing this shit. And when I saw that, I went... Oh, yeah, of course. If Donald Trump loses in November, I underscore if. If Donald Trump loses in November, he's going to be on one of these shows in a couple of years. They're going to try to renormalize him, reintegrate him into the popular zeitgeist, and my fucking head is going to explode. Bob, I think he's going to disappear to some country that doesn't have an extradition treaty. Moldova, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we can only hope. That's the thing that's keeping me going. That's the thing that's keeping me energized. The thought of that, the thought of some sort of, you know, Trump in the middle of the night having to bug out to a non-extradition nation somewhere where he's going to hide out in some sort of hovel. And that's what I'm looking forward to most. Like, they're going to find him. 15 years down the road with a beard down to his knees, his his hair just in long kind of golem strands hanging down off of his head. Like what like those Japanese soldiers that they would find in those Pacific Islands, you know, who didn't know that the war was over 20 years earlier. That's I hope <laughs> see my fantasy gets a little out of control, but these are the things that keep a smile on my face. What can I say? Uh, So, you know, among many other things that are sort of collapsing all around us, Donald Trump went on television last night. And as he spoke, by the way, for his first time ever doing an Oval Office address. I don't know if we're all aware of this, but he's never done that before. He hasn't? Are you sure? No, no. He's never sat behind the Resolute desk and delivered a a televised primetime address ever, ever, ever. Yeah. And now we know why. Because it was just a disaster from beginning to end. And it was bizarre. Yeah. Uh, he kept chopping off the ends of words. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah, yeah. In fact, I, I think I have at least one clip here. Warning, this is not tiny Trump. This is actual Trump. And they're short, short, short clips. But here's, I think, an example of him gasping and cutting off the end of a word. And these prohibitions will not only apply to the tremendous amount of trade and cargo. <laughs> there but it is. Various yeah. other things what, what's with that? Yeah, before. trade and cargo. <laughs> 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 just ran out of breath on cargo. That was exactly what happened. The trade and when you do that, though, it sounds like Hank Hill, like seeing a brand new propane grill that's just been shined. Like, oh, oh, it's beautiful. You know? Those are worth ten dollars off all of your propane needs. Yeah, it is kind of like Hank Hill, right? Mm-hmm. Here's another but one. Was, I think I think he did it on emergency. Here, I think he didn't get to the C Y sound in emergency. This is the way it always oh, was and always will be. No, that was just outrageous. No. That was there was no flub there. That was just an outrageous thing that he said. This is the way it always will be. He says in the middle of a global pandemic. Thank you for the reassurance. No wonder the Dow futures dropped 900 points from uh-huh. nine o'clock until nine seven. Last night, we declared a public health emergency and issued the highest level of travel warning. I think he stumbled there in the middle of emergency. I don't think he cut off the word, but I mean, you know what I mean. Everyone saw the whole thing was wobbly and weird and yeah, yeah, sedated seeming. Did you guys see the video of him after they said he he was done and he was clear? (laughs) Yeah, he says okay, okay, like what? Yeah, it was very like bizarre. His reaction. Yeah. To, it was just like, like he should be somber, so somber <laughs> yeah. all the time now, mm-hmm. and he's just he's a, he's a, he's a sociopath. Yeah, he is. He is. He just has no regard for any of this. He has no empathy. And here is uh, what happened before he started talking. There was another open mic moment where there was no video, but he was still. He was bantering. Remember the the clip of George W. Bush fixing his hair and all that crap before the, I think it was the Iraq announcement or something like that, the the commencement of the Iraq war. Well, this is uh, Trump last night talking about how he got some, like a pen mark on either the page that he's reading or his hand or something like that. But he says fuck in here. So I'm just, just warning you, the president says fuck. A what? Oh, fuck. There it is. Wow. Uh-oh, I got a pen mark. Anybody have any white, do you have any white stuff? Yeah, you have any white stuff? See, he doesn't even know how to ask for whiteout. 
Do you have any white whiteout? I don't know. I Trump apparently still uses for typewriters, right? Yeah, he still uses a TiVo though. Also, right. <laughs> my God. Yeah, but he says, "Oh fuck." Right in there. So he's so cracked so out on whatever yeah. he's taking. But I mean, again, I mean, this is the way it's always been and always will be, he said. And people are watching this. People are absorbing this. And they're going, oh, my God, the president's telling me it's all we're always going to be in a state of utter panic. Is that really what it is? We're going to have like an ongoing anxiety attack. That's the way our national life is going to be from now on, because this well, guy kind of has been. Yeah, well, since, that's true. Since yeah. 2015. Right. Well, I mean, I, I kind of compared it in my salon piece this week to that uh, old Stephen Wright joke where, you know, when you lean too far back in your chair and you're about to fall over, but you catch yourself at the last minute. Right. That's that uneasy, adrenalized, weird sense of panic that we've all been dealing with. And now it's all stacking up. It's all accumulating around this coronavirus crisis where we're seeing point blank why we should never be electing someone just to piss off the other side. Why we should never be electing someone based on the fact that we know their name because they were on a TV game show for 12 years. This is the massive error in judgment by 62 million American voters who were suckers believing what they saw on Facebook, all of the fake news and nonsense. But you know what? Some of them, you know, you can't blame them because they ultimately believed what they were being told by people in authority for 20 years. They were told you vote for someone who you want to have a beer with vote for someone who's just like you vote for George W. Bush twice vote for Sarah Palin. They're just like you. They're dumb like you are. And, <laughs> and and so many people went, yeah, that's right. I want someone just like me. I want someone without any experience, discipline, or knowledge about anything. That's the perfect president. And I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of that. I don't know what else has convinced people that the presidency is nothing but this popularity contest or there's it's a figurehead who doesn't really make any sort of real consequential difference in our daily lives but that is entirely wrong that is just nonsense somehow i don't know if it's movies i don't know if it's television shows i don't know if it's reality television i don't know what it is but that has seeped into too many people's brains uh-huh. and now Here we are with someone who has no concept whatsoever what it means to deal with a global pandemic plus a financial crisis plus a climate crisis plus all of the other shit that's all happening that now gets ignored because we're so focused on this utter and complete disaster because of our our commander in chief. Well, here's the other thing. Compare this now. We've heard a little bit of Donald Trump talking about the coronavirus. Compare this to Obama talking about the Ebola outbreak. Remember that happened where there were a couple Mm -hmm. of cases here in the United States? Well, Obama went and did a video address, and here's what he said. And this week, at my direction, we're stepping up all of our efforts. Additional CDC personnel are on the scene in Dallas and Cleveland. We're working quickly to track and monitor anyone who may have been in close contact with someone showing symptoms. We're sharing lessons learned so other hospitals don't repeat the mistakes that happened in Dallas. The CDC's new Ebola rapid response teams will deploy quickly to help hospitals implement the right protocols. New screening measures are now in place at airports that receive nearly all passengers arriving from Liberia, Guinea, and Sierra Leone, and will continue to constantly review our measures and update them as needed 
to make sure we're doing everything we can to keep Americans safe. Yep, there it is. That's yep. the president. How of the in the States. world, Bob? How did you make me homesick for Ebola? <laughs> I know. Seriously. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm homesick for real, real leadership in Washington, real leadership in the White House. And that was it right there. That's the exact mm-hmm. way Donald Trump mm-hmm. should have spoke last night. But you know what? Even with every single word that Barack Obama spoke, even with that exact script, Donald Trump never would have been able to sell it like that. Never in a million years, because Donald Trump is completely incapable of doing this. He's the guy who spent 12 years being the you're fired guy, sitting around and evaluating whether Gary Busey and Meatloaf have kissed his ass sufficiently enough on television for them to advance to the next episode. I mean, that's the kind of nonsense that people went and said... Yeah, perfect president, right? That is presidential. I mean, it's staggering the level of the malfunction in our national decision-making process has led to exactly this. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but meanwhile, let's, hey, we need something fun here. Let's do this. Rocky Mountain Mike, Mary in Ann Arbor, brand new today, came down uh, just seconds before we started today's show. Once again, Mary in Ann Arbor, Rocky Mountain Mike. I, I got to really thank both of them for getting this out to me very, very quickly. I think they, this was recorded today, so it's uh, hot off the nice. presses, literally speaking. I got to get with Rocky Mountain Mike because I've got to come on Eileen thing for COVID-19. <laughs> oh, okay. Because, you know what I mean. You know, yeah, it, restart your Twitter account and send him lots of tweets with ideas for song parodies. Because Oh, he what, loves that. He loves I'm it. I'm never going to use Twitter that. again. I'll find out his email. Okay, yeah. Make sure to send him lots of emails with lots of suggestions for song parodies that he can make. Absolutely. I yeah. sense that I'm being sent into a trap here. <laughs> it's a trap. Yes, it is. It's a trap. It's a trap. It really is. But what if you send the lyrics fully done, you know? Well, um... Then you've done the work. Look, if if this is something that you've got your heart set on, David, please just go ahead. And we, you, you we have been you, you have been sufficiently warned. Uh, okay, so Trump last night said, stop the partisanship. This was during his uh, remarks from the Oval Office. Stop the partisanship. Donald Trump actually spoke those words. Stop the partisanship. <laughs> yeah, I kind of was like, I, my brain started to bleed a little bit right then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was and then, like, what is he? It's like, you know, bizarro world. Go on. Well, and then this morning he was talking about a coup. So that didn't last very long. He's talking about, yeah, he said he tweeted, many Republican senators want me to veto the FISA bill until we find out what led to and happened with the illegal attempted coup of the duly elected president of the United States and others. So Mm. fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. Well, that didn't last very long to stop the partisanship thing, did it? 
Um, one of my yeah. favorite uh, reactions to Trump's remarks last night was uh, from uh, Never Trumper Tom Nichols. He said, uh, I am putting aside partisanship for the moment and stepping back from my own Trump derangement syndrome as much as I can. See, uh, Tom and I are both in quarantine for TDS. We both have the Trump <laughs> derangement syndrome. I'm proudly a Trump derangement syndrome sufferer, and I'm doing commercials later, PSAs and so on. Uh, but he said, I would step back from my You're own- like patient zero. <laughs> yeah, I know. I Look, I have it, and I'm proud of it. It's, it's absolutely warned. Anyone who, ser- seriously, if you have Trump derangement syndrome- you're, you're paying attention. You're in good company and you're paying attention. Exactly. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. That should be the slogan. Trump derangement syndrome. Thank you for paying attention. Exactly. <laughs> that'll, be the, that'll be the uh, slogan. Uh, and stepping back from my own Trump derangement syndrome as much as I can. That was a goddamn terrifying address to the nation. Instead of projecting an aura of calm and control, he looks like someone whacked him up on Thorazine and said, read this. <laughs> it's a hostage video, basically. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you both were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Went, yeah again. Yeah. Of, course, of course it was a hostage video. That's exactly what it was. And as soon as ever, that's why he set up like, yippee, I can go back to eating cheeseburgers and watching TV. And you better Which, believe that every loyalist all around him, every single one of his White House loyalists ran up and go, oh, wonderful. But that was perfect. presidential perfect. perfect. You get a red starburst. Here you go. Yeah, Don Jr.'s yeah. on the phone. That was one of the greatest speeches I ever heard, Dad. So wonderful. Do you love me yet? Please love me. <laughs> but you know what? That, I think, is my debut Trump Jr. impression. Thank you very much. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Jeff Greenfield used to be on CNN said, uh, I've been watching presidential speeches for decades. Have never seen a president look more nervous, more unsure of what he was uh-huh. saying than tonight and uh, my good friend that's what I'm t- I, I was like he has no idea what he's talking about no he was stumbling over the words and just completely like vaccinations was a word that was beyond him at that one point mm-hmm. and it was just yeah. like I was like he really just has absolutely zero idea what's happening he nope. thinks that like if you you only catch this disease if you don't speak English yeah I mean like yeah, as your first language mm-hmm. like it just it, we're you're like gonna stop all flights to and from Europe well this goes back except to what, for the UK right well this goes back to what Jody was saying about um you know the the open camera moment I guess you could call it at the end yeah where he's just like once someone says off camera you're out and then okay and he gets up and he's He's just like, let me get through this. Let me just do uh-huh. this and not choke on my tongue too badly. And then everything will be great. And then I've done it. All he cares about is, uh, well, I'm going to be on TV. And oh, I better not screw this up. And then gets through it and like, okay, where's my hamburgers? Where's my TV? Where's mm-hmm. where my five or six TiVos and my remote control so I can yell at the TV for the rest of the night? See what Sean Hannity is saying about my... Awesome, awesome address because everyone loves it here. I mean, listen, Mick Mulvaney is congratulating me. Stephen Miller's congratulating me. Everyone's congratulating me. Mick Mul- Mulvaney's out. Oh, yeah, well, that's he's right. Fired. He's fired. Remember, but, he's, got he, a, he's been replaced by Mark Meadows. Yeah, but Mark Meadows is in quarantine. Is Mick Mulvaney? Yeah, he's in quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark Meadows has self quarantined. <laughs> and Matt Gates is spending nights in. Walmart parking lot. Yes, that's right. Matt Gates had to sleep overnight in his car in a Walmart parking lot. What? Why? Because he's in quarantine? Because he's self-quarantining and he's an idiot. (laughs) 
he's is he Florida. peeing into a diaper? Like, what's the deal? I, who knows? I, I don't know. Idiot. I don't know. You know, um, I think one of the things with the Walmart parking lot is Walmart apparently allows people to sleep in their cars or in their RVs in Walmart parking lots. They they welcome like campers and stuff like that. It's like stuff. a moth flying to the brightest lit thing in the area. You know, just like but I mean, they're zeroing in on the light. There are reports coming in from doctors saying that half of their patients don't even believe that the coronavirus exists. I mean, this is the very first, at least in the United States, the very first partisan pandemic. And I'm not saying that mm-hmm. facetiously, like I just want to throw in some alliteration there. This is a partisan pandemic. People who watch Fox News Channel don't believe that there is actually a coronavirus that could kill them. And the irony is that the Fox News audience is probably the most susceptible to the Uh coronavirus. I mean, older people, people who are now not taking any precautions, who refuse to believe that this has happened. It's another conspiracy theory. It's another coup attempt, maybe. It's a Democratic hoax, as they say, a Democrat hoax. Right. Meanwhile, our friend Steven Weber uh, reacted this way. I thought this was pretty good. He said, someday we'll look back at all of this and scream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's true. We're all already doing it, Stephen. And, well, just uh, the whole fact of the numbers, we have no idea where it is. We have no idea what kind of concentrations. Because the first batch of... First of all, he privatized the like the whole testing thing. Yeah. Like, they handed it out to two massive corporations who fumbled the ball. Mm-hmm. And have, you know, and it's like, well, we're going to make all copays. We're going to... The insurance companies have agreed to suspend copays for COVID-19 treatments and testing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have any insurance, <laughs> right. it's $1,600 yep. for a test. Yep, yep. I mean, other countries are doing this so much better than we are. I mean, we announced... South uh, Korea. Uh, two, yeah, South see, Korea. This is what governments are nominally for, to protect uh-huh. their people right. from this kind of shit. Yeah. Instead, they're encouraging the price gouging and... You know, maybe this will be the death of lobby governing governing, or the death of capitalism even, because, I mean, this is going to be catastrophic economically. If Uh the whole country, if the whole continent has to go on lockdown like Italy, where the only things that are open are pharmacies and grocery stores. Yeah, I know. Why are you playing the Doogie Howser music through this? Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's look, about the doctors. Hey, look, America has to laugh. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know if this is making them laugh, but it certainly doesn't No, hurt. it's making this even creepier, actually. <laughs> I well, feel you know, like I'm on a game show trying to guess like how many weeks I had to live. <laughs> well, see, you know, Germany, we talked about this on Tuesday. Germany has drive-through testing facilities that they have set yeah. up. We can't do that here. In fact, I think Apparently the- Colorado set one up this morning. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. That's good news. The uh, KOAA is reporting Colorado's first drive-up COVID-19 testing facility opens in Denver and it's free of charge. Nice. Oh, well, round of yeah. applause. And you know what? Round of applause to uh, a lot of Governors right now, uh, yeah. Democratic governors, Jay Inslee, even Republican governors are actually doing mm-hmm. the right thing, picking up all the slack from yep. the you know the Three Stooges fixing the plumbing happening in the White House right now. Yep. So uh-huh. thank God, at least there are some people, uh, state by state, who are you know picking up the reins and, and and doing the right thing. Thank fucking God for that. Meanwhile, uh, the NHL hockey season has been suspended officially. That happened just before we. Uh, start of the show today basketball nba basketball has been suspended i assume what's going to happen with all of that and i'm not 
You know, I'm not a sports guy, but I assume what's going to happen is once this all dissipates, they're going to resume their season, right? I, that has to happen. I mean, there's going to be like yeah. hockey, basketball, baseball. Everything's going to be piled up throughout the summer, maybe. that's. Uh, Do you think? I, I mean, how long are we going to – because the, the 1917 pandemic, which they called the Spanish flu, which is totally a misnomer because it actually came out of the Army installation in Kansas, but yeah. it's sure, surged you, in the you spring. Sure it, you sure it didn't come out of – China! Because Trump thinks everything yeah. comes out of China. Yeah. <laughs> so the Spanish flu – um, it surged in the spring, went dormant in the summer, and then surged harder in the fall. Wow. Uh, and so it's hard to say, like, yeah, what we the... Yeah, know. Yeah, that's the, there's a couple things that are just nagging at me right now that, like, I'm trying to fall asleep at night, and my brain <laughs> goes, what if the tests aren't accurate? Yeah, I know. And the other one is, what if this has some kind of secondary phase that we haven't seen yet in the patients that have gotten it first in February and late January, like a meningitis phase where the brain swells up? Or you Well, know, just- here's, okay, I'm going to stop you there. Here's, here's, my, <laughs> here's my best uh, advice as a non-physician, as a non-expert. Uh, <laughs> don't get ahead of this. Don't, right. <laughs> don't start going down the road of what if. That is, I mean, there are enough things that we know about that have been confirmed <laughs> at this point that adding things on top of that, because you know why? Because I've, I've been having the same conversation with Kimberly Johnson, who is also freaking out and going, what if, what if this, what if that? And I say, well, you know, look, let's just focus on the things that are here in our laps, the gigantic uh, orange elephant that's crushing our heads right now. We need, little bites. Yeah, yeah. Little bites. Baby steps, as they say in uh, What About Pop. Yeah. That's, you know what? Not bad advice, I think. Uh, here's some good news for you. Uh, the World Health Organization has announced that dogs cannot contract COVID-19. Yay! Dogs previously held in quarantine can now be released. To be clear, who, who let, let the dogs, the dogs out? out? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I don't, I don't know who's responsible for that. That's funny, though. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't me. I didn't make up that joke, and neither. That is like a that's a Buzz Burbank uh, dad joke right there. And I don't yes, know where that is. I don't know <laughs> where that came from. Meanwhile, a top U.S. health official testified that coronavirus outbreak in the U.S. is going to get worse. So here's here's the what if it's going to get worse. This came from Doctor. Oh Anthony yeah, it's going to get worse. Yeah, yeah. We're still in the incubation period. The hospitals are going to get pounded in about seven days now. Yeah. Well, my hope is that all of this effort to contain the virus, all this effort to close down borders, stop travel, people are pulling back from doing these big public events. My hope is that will let it dissipate and go away. Uh, it give it should. Enough- yeah. I mean, people, like I said earlier, before we went on, my mom's show tomorrow night in Beverly Hills has been postponed to October. Yeah, that's great. Have you seen the diagrams of the case numbers where one is like a tall, skinny arch and one is a long, low, flat arch? Yes, that's right. That's the same number of people ultimately will get COVID-19. The same number of people will get it, but we can do it in a short time and completely overwhelm the healthcare system and destroy the social, you know, the social fabric forever. Yeah, and end up eating scraps out of garbage piles for the rest of a radioactive mm-hmm. like future. But um, or we can like do this where we all really do modify our behavior and we yeah. stop mm-hmm. going to movies for a while and we stop eating out and we mm-hmm. start isolating a little bit. Yeah, and, you know, because I mean, eighty percent of the people 
who get it are fine. Yeah. Right. And we'll just have a cold. Right. Basically. Or, you know, but I don't know. One friend of mine who's in his late 50s thinks he might have had it like, like a month ago. He was like, I had this possible. terrible respiratory infection. And he's like, I was gasping for air, which I've never huh. done with anything I've ever had before. Wow. And he's like, and the fevers were crazy. And well, I, like, I mean, here's a weird thing, too, now that you mention it. I mean, I went to Colorado on a ski trip with my family. But I came home and immediately my nose just would not stop running for like three weeks. And it wasn't just ordinary. There was there was red stuff in there, too, which is probably mm-hmm. a, some sort of sinus mm-hmm. infection. It's more of a know. sinus infection kind yeah. of thing. The, the yeah. COVID is a chest thing. Yeah, yeah It starts with a tickle in the throat and a fever. Right, right. And then the cough just gets like it's irritating and dry for several days. And then it gets like booming. And then if you get pneumonia, you get really, really sick. Right. Well, the last right. time I had a chest thing, I think, was maybe 1997. What the heck is wrong with Bob? <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news, if anything weird happens to my face, at least, there'll always be Plexiderm. And, you know, um, we've seen these uh, commercials. They, they talk about all these topical serums that you can use on your face to get rid of brown spots and sun damage and things like that. And you have to use it every day for months and months and months. And even then, there's no guarantee that it's actually going to work. But Plexiderm works in just a matter of minutes. And we're not talking about some risky, expensive plastic surgery or anything like that. We're talking about gone in minutes. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates those wrinkles and crow's feet and under eye bags. And uh, it's like Photoshop for your face is what Stephanie Miller describes it as. And, you know, when Plexiderm asked me to take the test, I said, sure, I want to see if this stuff really, really works. And... Holy crap, it actually did. In about 10 minutes, the fine lines around my eyeballs were gone. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself at work or out with friends. So the best part is Plexiderm lasts for hours and goes on clear, so nobody's going to know that you're using it unless you tell them. Go to TryPlexiderm.com today. Use my code VOICES for 50% off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. You can also get this offer by calling 1-800-685-1292, mentioning the code VOICES when you do, when you Talk to the operator. Visit triplexiderm.com today. Use the code VOICES at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com. Code VOICES. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. The clown said to the doctor, I'm feeling a little blue. The doctor said, now listen, man, I'll tell you what we'll do. Oh, oh, hey, hey, hey. Jaffe, a song called Wicked World from The Spirit Catches You. you got to go check out the video on YouTube. It's a video by the great animator Bill Plimpton. I love this song so much. It's great. It's inspired by something I think Carrie Fisher said about Donald Trump and cocaine. So you got to listen to the lyrics. Go support this, uh, this recording artist. Support all our recording artists by clicking the links on the podcast page with the uh, posts uh, for each show. BobSeska.com slash music if you want to submit your music. Thank you for doing all of that. Okay, moving along here on the show today. By the way, reviews are pouring in for my interview with the Furniture Guys yesterday. And I say my interview, but that's (laughs) not entirely accurate because all I did was say... 
Here's Joe Lorario and Ed Feldman, the Furniture Guys, and then for 45 minutes, it was an episode of the Furniture Guys. It was just, it was just they, they started talking and joking and being the Furniture Guys, and it was so fucking funny from beginning to end. Uh, uh, listener Mooney Gao said, those guys are funny. Another great interview. Greg Dagenalt said, okay, the show today was outstanding. I laughed until I peed. The chewing tobacco story made me laugh, choke, snort, choke again, and spill my cocktail. Robert, we must find a way to get the Furniture Guys a new gig. Truly excellent <laughs> program. Thank you. That was a really nice interview. Thank you, Greg. Uh, Ziggy Blue on our Patreon page said, This is definitely one of your top five or ten interviews ever. I laughed harder than I thought I would. Check it out, everyone. Gene Genie, also on our Patreon page, said, This made my day. They had me laughing out loud, just like they did on TV back in the day, back in the 90s on Furniture to Go. Uh, Ryan Norskog says, Holy hell, that was fucking hilarious. Ted the Cat says, This was a fantastic interview episode. Thank you, Bob. Beth said, So good. Thank you, Kathy Green. I lived in Philly back in the day. I love those guys, and I like their work. I'm so happy to have heard them, and I'm already checking them out on YouTube. This made my day. Many thanks, and a great interview, by the way. So thank you to everyone for also uh, chipping in and joining our Patreon page. Our subscription uh, total jumped by $50 between Tuesday and today. I got on the show Tuesday. As the stock market was collapsing 2,000 points on Tuesday, I said, oh, my God, I'm hemorrhaging subscribers here, which was the truth. I mean, I was looking at all of our exit interviews. I was going, oh, my God, there are so many people dropping off Patreon with the excuse that their financial situation has changed. Valid excuses, I should say. And, of course, it is. I mean, the stock market went down 2,000 points. So I mentioned that on the show on Tuesday. And we had everyone stepping up and, and adding to their existing subscriptions. So thank you to everyone for doing that. Plus, a lot of new subscribers at the $1 level, at the $5 level, patreon.com slash show. Thank you to all of you who uh, who joined up here in the, the past couple of days. Really, really appreciate it. It was uh, heartwarming to see that. A little uh, a ray of sunshine in amidst the, the <laughs> cascading series of disasters that we're experiencing right now. And I'm immensely grateful. I tweeted about this the other day. Uh, especially right now, I'm immensely grateful to be able to work from home. <laughs> this is a yeah. I was gonna say with all these people sitting around at home with nothing to do, podcasting is gonna be there. I mean, it's. I think this is a great time to be listening to podcasts. Yeah, it is. It actually is. I mean, this is a great time to catch up on podcasts. I mean, we're all mm -hmm. finding a way to uh, kind of escape from what's going on, or you know, maybe a way to get uh, dialed into some other points of view that aren't cable news or Twitter. Okay, moving along. Uh, Alex Jones got arrested. We're gonna get back to we're gonna get back to coronavirus here in a second. Alex Jones was arrested for DWI the other day. Not surprising. There was a. Uh, I can't really applaud the acceleration of someone's substance abuse issues, although <laughs> I can't say that that story made me I cry. I mean, it's not surprising at all because it, there no. was a, uh, a piece in uh, the New York Times magazine written by a former employee of Alex Jones in which he goes on at great lengths to describe how Alex Jones, with him and the, with this other guy in the car who wrote this piece, screaming down the road uh, in his car in Austin with Dixie cups filled with vodka all over the place. Mm -hmm. And mm. so, yes, when you end up in the New York Times magazine uh, with descriptions of you drinking while driving, eventually, I think the Austin Police Department is going to go, 
Uh, maybe we should check this guy out. <laughs> maybe yeah. that'd be a good idea. Maybe he's driving while intoxicated. Probably not the best thing in the world. Even though... I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> Do you understand that? I don't know if the chemicals are in the vodka he's drinking, but... Well, he said it was sake. He and his wife had gone through... And I guess he's got a new wife. He got rid of the old wife and... Oh, I yes. Don't know, but he, yes, he has a new wife. And he drank... Drank some sake! And um, it, <laughs> it turned on him. But his lawyer managed to argue him out because he got he only blew a .08, which is what your lawyer does if you've gone out and gotten drunk on pills. Yeah. Right? And you're like, your alcohol level isn't that high because it's already synergized with the Klonopin or Xanax or... Whatever else he took, so or what, allegedly, what was his uh, uh, what was his alcohol level? His blood alcohol level? I think it's point oh eight. Point oh eight. That's, that's yeah. legally drunk here. Yeah, and it's also on the way to something else. I guarantee it. He's either coming down or he's on the way up. <laughs> he's right. not. That's that's not his normal blood alcohol level. And I uh, thought you and I could perhaps do a sketch of like him calling Sebastian Gorka for bail money. <laughs> And Sebastian Gorka's are all like, uh, new phone, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can do that. We can actually do that. All right. Just, I'm, I'm turning around. I'm mussing my hair and just getting, getting ready for the, to do the- Growing impression. a scraggly beard. Where, when do I get my phone call? I'm supposed to get my constitutional rights. Say, I get one phone call. I, you're going to give me, give me the phone. I'm going to make a phone call here. I, 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 do I have to dial nine to get out? Hello. Hello. This is Dr. Gorka. Did you call me or did I call you? I don't remember anymore. <laughs> I'm too. Ha- I'm, a, I'm too hammered. I made some gin in the toilet while I was here in the lockup, and uh, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit hammered. But, but it's okay. Uh, I just don't remember whether you called me or I called you. Uh, according to my phone, you called me, Alex. What? Can I help you with? Are you a lawyer? <laughs> uh, gotta ask you that right off the shoot. Are, are you a lawyer? I'm a doctor of philosophy. Are, are you a PhD from the Hungarian University in London? So what you're supposed to say is I'm a doctor of lawyering, <laughs> and I can <laughs> I'm, I do the best lawyering. I'm the most tremendous lawyer. Is it okay to drive around with a Dixie cup filled with vodka? First of all, Tito's vodka will help prevent the coronavirus. I read that online by some guy who wrote it. And I got the documents right here. It says here on this this page that I printed out from Twitter, uh, Tito's vodka will cure the coronavirus. Is that right, Sebastian Gorka? Really, the cure to the coronavirus is knowledge. It's just a democratic hoax. Another way for them to draw attention away from their failure to impeach our wonderful president, Donald J. Trump. No, this was this was Bechtel, this was Raytheon, this is IBM, this is the Bilderbergs, this is a trilateral commission because they want to turn the freaking frogs gay. And <laughs> scene. And scene. Yeah, I gotta, gotta bring it back to the turning of the freaking frogs gay. Back That's to right. your cell, buddy. We'll meanwhile, see if anyone comes to pick you up in the morning. Meanwhile, you just yeah. cool your heels. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, Alex Jones claims his toothpaste kills yeah. coronavirus and SARS. I'm not going to belabor this. I'm just going to tell you that for your daily life and your gums and your teeth for regular viruses and bacteria, the patented nano silver we have, the Pentagon has come out and documented and Homeland Security has said this stuff kills the whole SARS corona family at point blank range. This is real. I'm not making this up. This is actually wow. transcript. That's from right, Really? Yeah. Wow. I thought you were making He hasn't been oh sued enough. 
Uh, no, no, no. But now he's pushing a toothpaste that apparently kills the whole SARS Corona family at point blank range. And I'm not making any of that up. I wish oh I was. Oh, my God. Yeah. One of the things they, they're pushing is this colloidal silver, which is, f- from what I know about that, the limited things that I know, there are a lot of people who are turning their skin blue right about now. Info it's the whole blue lives matter thing, isn't it? Well, yeah, but it's if you <laughs> if you take colloidal silver and if you take too much of it, it's going to turn, it'll turn your, you into a smurf. Yes, it'll turn you. Literally, it'll turn you into a smurf. For a second there, I thought I was Alex Jones. From it. Yes, it's going to turn you into a smurf, guaranteed. And that is certainly a great selling point. By the way, have I told you about Super Vitality Mail? Stupid, Jesus. stupid snake oil salesman. Um, okay, so back to uh, serious things here. I wish Alan Alda or Tom Hanks were president right now. And here's exactly why. Um, Tom Hanks, as you may or may not know, uh, has been diagnosed along with Rita Wilson, his wife, uh, both with coronavirus. They're in uh, Australia. Uh, they were working on a an Elvis documentary, and now they're in uh, in quarantine in Australia. Mm. Uh, last night, Tom Hanks tweeted, uh, "Hello, folks. Rita and I are down here in Australia. We felt a bit tired, like we had colds and some body aches. Rita had some chills that came and went, slight fevers too. To play things right, as is needed in the world right now." Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We were tested for the coronavirus and were found to be positive. Well, now what to do next? The medical officials have protocols that must be followed. Uh, we Hankses will be tested, observed, and isolated for as long as public health and safety requires. Not much more to it than a one-day-at-a-time approach. Now we'll keep the world uh, posted and updated. Take care of yourselves. Hanks, he signs it there. And then uh, Alan Alda retweeted that saying, thank you for that measured, thoughtful post, Tom. You're helping the rest of us face the reality of this. We send our love to you and Rita. So, my God. Um, And then uh, this morning, there was a fake news story and a Photoshop going around uh, about how someone at the quarantine facility in Australia made a replica Wilson for Tom Hanks to keep him company. So they took a volleyball and they made the Wilson face on it and they gave it to him. And so someone Photoshopped it together and we've all been, we were all retweeting it. I retweeted it. I thought it was real because it looked real. I mean, again, some of this fake news shit, it doesn't scream out joke or satire sometimes. It looks like it could be legitimate news. It could be legitimately that Tom Hanks was given a replica Wilson while he was staying in quarantine in Australia, given the fact that, well, he is Tom Hanks and he was in that, famous famous movie one of my favorite movies castaway and so um i I believed it but it turns out that photoshopped image of tom hanks holding wilson in australian quarantine is more presidential than our actual president and that was my very serious reaction i was not writing a joke i was not making a a facetious or clever remark i mean he literally i went I I feel a little better. I feel a little less weighted down by this crisis uh, now that I've seen Tom Hanks smiling and holding Wilson and reporting his symptoms, which don't seem horrible, at least for now. And uh, in terms of context, Tom Hanks, I think, suffers from type 2 diabetes. So he's not, you know, a 100% healthy man. 
uh, but yet the symptoms have been somewhat mild, mostly like a, a cold, right? I feel like that's fair, but also, I mean, my cat took a shit this morning. It's more presidential than what we saw in the <laughs> Oval Office last night. True, yes. <laughs> Granted, uh, conceded. I will concede that point. Did you see that he's refusing to declare a state of emergency in the country? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, right. he'll declare a state of emergency over his stupid goddamn wall. Are we still under that state of emergency? I is think that, so. Is that an ongoing yes. thing? Yes. 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 So, yes. We, he, so maybe that's, he doesn't want to, like, overcrowd you know, it still hasn't lost that new state of emergency smell right. from the wall. So he's not going to do that for coronavirus. Uh, well, which I kind of wish we'd all stop calling coronavirus and call COVID-19 or, you know. Why? Because there's all kinds of coronaviruses. Right. It needs you know? to be its name, not coronavirus, well, because any chest cold is a coronavirus. Exactly. I mean, my, the, the virus that killed my cat a few years ago was a coronavirus called right. FIP. So, like, it's just... It's like calling HIV, like, you know, retrovirus. Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Wasn't MRSA and SARS, the, weren't they both coronaviruses as well? So Alex Jones was right, Jody, when he said that there is a SARS coronavirus family? Uh, MRSA, hold on, MRSA? This is called SARS-CoV-2 in England. No, MRSA was a staph infection. Huh. Yeah. This and is SARS-CoV-2. It's a, yeah, it's SARS. Uh, it's basically, yeah. It's, but SARS is a designation. Right. I see. Okay. So, but, but SARS is part of, SARS can be termed as a coronavirus. Yeah, it was yes, a severe acute is. respiratory syndrome was what SARS stood for. Well, because I, I, yeah, that's, that's shocking because I, I was a bit unfair to Alex Jones just then. I thought he was making that up and it's well, actually Well, this is why thing. you need to buy his toothpaste. That's true. <laughs> See, there Which will is, turn you blue. There is still that. Yes, this colloidal <laughs> Fucking colloidal silver. That, by the way, there was one guy I remember. Like he was on a talk show, and if you if you look him up, you'll see this guy who actually took too much colloidal silver and turned himself blue, and I think ultimately passed away because it decreases your blood's ability to carry oxygen. I see. But when people were going on and on about blue lives matter, when they were kind of pushed back against black lives matter, that's all I could think of was the colloidal silver guy. Oh yeah, like, yeah, blue lives matter. Jesus. <laughs> but, um, okay, so I'm reading in the Lancet this morning, which is a British medical journal. Yeah. Countries have a choice to make now. They're going to have to make a choice between their population's welfare and their economic welfare. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's going to come down to. Italy has made a choice to in favor of its population. To Mm -hmm. say that they're shutting everything down except grocery stores, gas stations, and pharmacies. Interesting. And that's, I don't know if the United States has the willpower. Well, I don't know that the president has the focus, the priorities to be able to do that. The president is focused on two things right now, and they go hand in hand. He's focused on the status of the economy, specifically the Dow in this case, and he's also focused on how all of that will affect his chances for re-election. That is the sole focus of Donald J. Trump right now. He doesn't give a shit about sick people only insofar as uh, information about <laughs> sick people will negatively hurt his reelection chances. That's the it. way to fight COVID nineteen is to suspend the payroll tax to the end of the year. <laughs> yes. That makes no. perfect sense to me. Right? No, it's like, no, no. It's, it's I, I can't. He's trying to destroy Social Security that way again. Mm. It's, it all goes back to the same shit with them. It's like close the border to Mexico and cut taxes. Yeah, you know, right. And kill Social Security because God knows we've got too much of that. Just a dumb, <laughs> dumb thing to do. I mean, they all. 
always look for any excuse they possibly can to go after what they call entitlements. They want to go after Medicare. They want to go after Social Security. They want to bleed it to death. And this is, Paul, part of the, the starve the beast strategy, which is what they're up to right now. And uh, speaking of economics, the Dow is in another Trump-fueled free fall today. I wanted to double check where we are with the Dow here because uh, there was a brief spike in the Dow when the Fed decided to uh, to infuse $1.5 trillion into the market for short-term loans. And that announcement came down sometime around, I don't know, sometime around 1 p.m. or so. And in 15 minutes, the Dow jumped up by about 1,200 points. But even with the 1,200-point jump, it was still down by 1,400 points. still sliding down yeah. cliff. But now it's all the way back down to basically where it was before the Fed made that announcement. So we are burning through parachutes for the economy, one after the other. We did it the other day where the Fed cut interest rates again, an emergency interest rate cut. There was a brief spike in the, in the Dow where I think one day it went up and then the next day it was crashing again. And now $1.5 trillion infused for short-term loans uh, for businesses. And mm-hmm. and now that had a brief spike, and now it's all collapsing again. But isn't this the ultimate hazard of having your economy like stewarded by a bunch of people who appear to be like basically streptococcus bacteria on crack? Yeah, pa- Patrick uh-huh. Bateman on cocaine. It's basically yeah. what the people who are... I, I call them the spazzy white guys in Lower Manhattan. I mean, if you watch CNBC for any length of Screaming, time, screaming, yeah, running around like chickens with their heads cut off, panicking, like, and it's like this. Wait, mm-hmm. I don't want my financial destiny in their hands. Yep. They are clearly not mature enough to handle it. So why are they the stewards of our economy? It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. Well, so now officially, the Dow is down eight point four seven percent today. Today wow. alone, down uh, 1995. By the way, here's an interesting number that you want to write down, you want to keep in mind. When and if the Dow drops below 19,827, all of the market gains from Trump's entire presidency will have vanished. 19,827 was the closing average on January 20, 2017. At this moment right now, we're at 21,557. We're a couple thousand points. We're basically a one-day crash away from wiping out all the gains from the last three-plus years since Trump was inaugurated. That's where we are right now. And I don't know what happens after that. Obviously, I think Trump is fucked. Uh, Don't get happy, but, I mean, this is... Uh, certainly not good for him, and there is a silver lining there. Uh, so fortunately, I think he is also seeing that. I think he also knows mm-hmm. what happened to John McCain and Sarah Palin in 2008. Right. And he's making the same fucking mistakes. He's proving himself to be completely incompetent in the face of a, a crisis, and, and that's what happened to John McCain. Barack Obama looked like a pro. He looked like he knew what he was doing, because he probably did. He had advisors advising him, smart people. Donald Trump doesn't know the first fucking thing about any of right. that. He knows about everything is great. Everything is so great. I am so great. Uh, great. Did I say I was great? Yes, I'm great. And that's the level so that good he things are happening. Good things are going to happen. It's terrific. Yeah, the yeah. Tests are beautiful and perfect. Well, meanwhile, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, I just, I really like to know as as we watch, you know, this financial crisis on top of the pandemic. 
I'd really like to know whether Trump and his closest loyalists have shorted the markets. This has been one of my yeah. hobby horses for a while now, Jody. And, and it, we're at the point now we, we seriously need answers to this because if Donald Trump is profiting on this collapse of the Dow, I think the American sure people is. deserve to know whether their commander and whether their chief executive. I keep saying commander in chief for some reason. I don't mean that. He's uh-huh. the commander in chief of the military, not the American right. people. But right. uh, we deserve to know whether our president is sabotaging the stock market, and, and that's what a short sale is. You sabotage mm-hmm. the stock market. A, a large enough uh, short of the market can actually exacerbate the declines. If it's an individual mm-hmm. stock or if it's a, you know, a series of stocks that mimic the S&P or mimic the Dow, uh, that can drag uh, both of those indexes way, way down. So the My Dow guess is he's probably figured out a way to make money either way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, that's he's got it. things yeah. set up to short the market, and he's also got things set up so that if the market goes up, he gets money. So, well, well I uh, mean, his 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 approach to this pandemic is let's help the oil the shale companies because mm-hmm. that's super important yeah. right now um, and then let's instead of using the World Health Organization's test kits which are available to us mm-hmm. we're going to privatize it which is what he did and give it to two labs to do which they don't have enough facilities to make these tests that are needed and the reagents that they need to test them I mean it's just like the World Health they're South Korea is testing 10,000 people a day. Right. And we, haven't, we haven't even tested that many people at all. At all. Exactly. So it could be everywhere already. Yep. It is everywhere already. It's in 46 states as far as I know right now, and it's going to be everywhere. And I mean, L.A., luckily, you know, L.A. has canceled a lot of stuff. In fact, our governor is saying, look, if you're going to – if there's an event for 250 people or more, cancel it. Yeah. Shocking that the person who decided to sell steaks in sharper uh-huh. image mall stores would make such horrendous errors in judgment. <laughs> uh, shocking about that. And by the way, don't forget Eric Trump's stock tip the other day. On February 28th, I'm Eric, said uh, in. <laughs> My name's Eric. <laughs> said, he said uh, on Twitter, he said, My, In my opinion, it's a great time to buy stocks into your 401k. I would be all in. Let's see if I'm right. And since that day, since Eric Trump tweeted that, the Dow has lost 4,000 points since February 28th. <laughs> Did you see Larry Kudlow wasted at that press conference the other day? He's yes. Like, out for me, like, yes, always I know. How the because fuck? How the, I, fuck the market is- will recover. But it's just like, <laughs> he's back. Greenland is a strategic place Jesus. up there. And uh, they got a lot of valuable, got a lot of minerals. valuable minerals. I don't want to predict now. Come on. He is uh, Donald Trump's uh, top economic advisor. That's the guy. Which is basically like having Alex Jones as your chauffeur. Right. <laughs> By the way, you know what? We have more Eric Trump fun which we're gonna do right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out, unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. 
We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! to give this an extra long play. This is Alex and Megan McDuffie. song called Destinies from the Hero album. You know, and, and one of the reasons I uh, wanted to play this is because uh, I saw a rather uh, distressing tweet from Megan McDuffie yesterday. She said, uh, been struggling a lot lately about where to focus my energy. And she said, so I won't be around much. Thank you all so much for your support in my career so far. Gotta go after big things so I can fund my ideas. So I think Megan's having some... Uh, some financial difficulties is just trying to drag herself out of it. So please go and support uh, Alex and Megan McDuffie and the uh, Hero album, all of uh, Megan McDuffie's work, which we've played extensively here on the show. So you can find it everywhere you get your uh, digital music, whether it's Amazon, or you're going to put a link in the description here for you too. Plus, of course, uh, Apple Music and uh, all points in between. Once again, uh, Megan McDuffie. The last name is spelled M, small c, capital D, U, F, F, E, E. Megan McDuffie. She's so great, and uh, again, it wouldn't be this show, wouldn't be the uh, indie music that we play in this show without uh, Megan McDuffie. So, uh, all right, so moving along here. Um, you know, I talked about this uh, before the break, so we got to get to this. Uh, <laughs> Eric Trump. Go for it. Yeah, well, this is all in the context of doing the whole thing uh, about uh, Joe Biden apparently having uh, cognitive problems. And so Eric Trump was on Fox News the other day. And uh, and this is what he said. <laughs> and I, I don't know what's going on with Biden, but it doesn't it's not looking good. There's there's something there's something off there. And how many gaffes can you make every single day um, if the roles were reversed? If my father were making the same gaffes <laughs> as he was, they would literally invoke Article 25 of the it, I mean, they would try and remove him from office. But yeah, no, there is no such thing as Article 25. You fuckwad. Yep. He's an idiot. It's it's the twenty fifth amendment. There are articles in the Constitution, uh-huh. and then there are amendments in the Constitution, and there is no such thing in the Constitution as Article twenty five. As he, you know, spreads disinformation about Joe Biden's cognitive abilities, Eric fucking Trump T Rex. Mm-hmm. My name's Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone, I mean, but does anyone wonder why we're like running into the arms of Grandpa Joe? Like, because I mean, this whole thing has been just a crescendo of anxiety. Yeah, basically, that's like reaching mm-hmm. this screeching point now. Mm-hmm. Where we're actually like worried that we're going to inadvertently kill our grandparents or parents because we're carrying this virus that nobody on the planet is immune to because it's a novel virus. Right. It's just, hi, yep. Poppy. 
Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Just like, I mean, uh, I, I dear, I miss my, my dear lost love, Prince Valium. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, with regard to Joe Biden and where voters are right now, I wrote a piece for uh, uh, the banter, uh, banter.substack.com is where you can get the newsletter. And uh, I said basically that American voters are craving familiarity. They're craving mm-hmm. a return to normalcy. And I'm not talking about necessarily a, a return to all of the series of mistakes that everyone made before Donald Trump became president. All the mistakes that led to Donald Trump. I'm right. not talking about that. I'm talking about steady, stable leadership. That kind of normalcy that we had. Grown-ups. Yes, 100% right. And so, did you see that tweet that somebody did? I saw this reproduced somewhere else, but the guy was like, Times Square is a 2020 election, and Joe Biden is Olive Garden. And the American <laughs> people, the Democratic Party, are tourists, and they know there's good restaurants, but they're just fucking tired, and their feet hurt, and yep. they want some goddamn breadsticks. Mm-hmm. You know? It's yeah. Just yeah. It, yeah. It's basically everyone wants to use this election to get in their time-traveling DeLorean and rewind back to 2016 before all of this horrendous started in the first place right. with Donald Trump and all of the crap that just descends all around us every single second of the day. His gigantic, freakish-looking orange pumpkin head in our living rooms 24-7. <laughs> and I think everyone's going, you know what? Uh, everyone fucked up. We've got to reset. We've got to reboot the computer before we start installing a bunch of new games on it. We need to do this right. first, and then we can set about on ambitious policy agendas. And I think that makes sense. I'm not saying necessarily that, uh, it, that any sort of ambitious agenda needs to be off the table. I'm just saying that there's a time. We need issue. to turn the country off and turn it back on again. Yes, exactly right. We, that's what you do. When your computer seizes up, as our national computer has, you reach for the reset button on the top of your desktop computer or the control alt delete function or whatever you want to call it in order to reboot that computer before you can proceed forward. You can't do anything. So, And that's what this election is all about. That's why Joe Biden is doing so astronomically well, not just because he's good guy Joe Biden, which is a big part of it, but it's also this uh, this climate that we're in right now, just the ongoing madness that people are tired of it and they want to put a stop to it, and, and then, we can, then we can all move forward. Uh, and then speaking of that... Um, I don't know what to make of this. And my instinct is to say, this is a bad idea. Laurie Garrett from the Council on Foreign Relations published a piece on uh, foreignpolicy.com yesterday where the headline is, Cancel U.S. Presidential Primary Campaigns. Uh, no. Basically, Yeah, so essentially, she's calling for <laughs> the campaigns to stop doing campaign events. Uh, and then in the subhead, it says, From Party Conventions to In-Person Voting, the coronavirus pandemic has made traditional election activities into deadly gambles. So she's, it sounds like, and, and she was on Lawrence last night, so she's not necessarily an enemy. But what this does is it kind of starts to normalize the notion that because of coronavirus, we need to start fucking with elections. And, and how many times have we been in a situation where you give Donald Trump an inch and he takes a mile? You start right. out with the uh, Bernie Sanders in 2016 saying the Democratic Party is rigged against my campaign and then suddenly Donald Trump is spending the next three four years screaming about how everything is rigged the Democratic Party is rigged things are rigged against him everyone's rigging everyone else and it just becomes a whole big thing and then people start to go yeah you know what not a bad idea things are rigged let's let's do let's do something about all that rigging 
and I'm well, what, just concerned. What I think we should do, what I think should happen is every state should automatically have an emergency that guys, because people aren't supposed to go outside and mingle amongst others, we should all have mail-in ballots done immediately. Yep. Across every That's state. That's a really smart idea. And you can drop it off at a mailbox or drop it off at a polling place on the day of voting, whatever you want to do. But we should have an emergency that we have mail-in ballots for this election. Yeah. Across the across the country. Yeah, I mean, and I have a paper trail. I, yeah, I mean, I have and no it's a paper trail. Thank you. Yes, I have no issue with some sort of contingency, but I think as soon as we start putting the word cancel and elections in the I same agree. vicinity with each other, that's when we get into dangerous, dangerous territory. And quite honestly, that's one of my biggest fears with the coronavirus thing, that people are going to start going, yeah, maybe we start, should start monkeying with the elections, canceling here and doing this and that no. and changing how people vote. no. And, and it's got to be steady as you go. All the precincts need to be open with their with their polling places on yep. November 3rd, if there's early yep. voting before that. And that needs to go forward as planned. And uh, if there's any contingencies, mail-in voting, as you were saying, Jody, that, that can be a layer on top of the existing mm-hmm. infrastructure. And that's the way it's got to mm-hmm. be. But if we start going down this road where we're, you know, screwing around, I'm just, I'm afraid where that's going to end up uh end up landing, especially when it comes to Donald Trump and, you know, his his yeah, existential his fear right now. Yeah. Because I think he's starting well, to see... Oh, go ahead. Ho- hopefully with all these cancellations and people, like, seriously going, wait a minute, and self, you know, quarantining as much as they can and people that are able to stay home are. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I just got an email from Variety. CAA has closed its offices here in Los Angeles. Wow. And they want everybody to telecommute now because that's a big building and a lot of people are in there and they just want people. And there's there, my, my alma mater where I graduated high school, their remote teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and it's a private school, so obviously the parents can get people, for, you know, to take care of their children because most of these people are very well off and not every school system can do something like that. But... That that's one school. I know there's some colleges that are doing that. Broadway just said, nope, no more shows until the end of until the middle of April. So that's a huge I mean, it's sad and it's horrible. But if we do it now and we can contain it in the next couple of weeks, I don't think we're going to have to worry too much about November. Yeah, I, I think so yeah, too. The I, rotten thing, though, is if, if we actually do curb a massive outbreak and we don't end up with crazy, you know, e- massive overflows of intensive care units and mm-hmm. hospitals with patients backed up in the halls, everyone's going to be like, "Well, see, we told you it was a myth." Yeah, right. No, well, they you do the right thing. You don't notice. That's the thing. <laughs> well, I mean, Donald Trump could get it himself, and all of his uh-huh. fanboys would still go, "Well, that's clearly a plot to infect him." Right. It's, uh, I bet Jim Acosta from CNN deliberately gave him coronavirus because this is a right. democratic hoax that they're trying mm. to for They're trying again. Like, like <laughs> what? kind of. I'm trying not to laugh too hard about the CPAC thing. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I just, know. Like, I mean, oh my god, really? It's like the biggest networking hand shaking too close for comfort crazy spittle flying people in the planet oh yeah like well, all in one hotel in maryland like <laughs> well it's, it's potential there's a potential that donald trump was repeatedly exposed to people with coronavirus yes. i mean obviously there's uh, mark meadows and some of the people uh you know who are surrounding donald trump but then there's also this story that came down yesterday where a guy at mar-a-lago that Donald Trump uh-huh. took a picture with, standing right mm-hmm. next to Trump, just on Trump's left, tested positive for coronavirus, according to Brazilian media. Fabio Wagengarten posted this photo, <laughs> taking uh, taking. They all media. have these names. 
you know, five like, days ago, they did Dick Vendor's one. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, ugh. well, just you got to look at the picture because the guy. I mean, they're just they're shoulder to shoulder. Donald Trump, and I'm mm-hmm. sure Donald Trump shook hands with the guy. Then again, Donald Trump is Mr. Germaphobe, so I'm sure he's constantly washing his, you know, his canned ham colored hands. He's got like those pinkish, those pinkish baby skinned hands. I bet he's one of those people though that is like super like weird about other people's germs, but like yeah. doesn't actually wash their hands a lot. Right. You know, or like just only relies on hand sanitizer, which doesn't actually work that well. You know, or mm-hmm. I don't know, I could be wrong. Well, we've got some good medical news coming up. I've got another positive medical story coming up for the post mortem show here in uh, oh, good. just a few minutes. After this after this music is done playing, we just keep on talking. It's called the post mortem show. It's extra content, bonus material. And uh, we talk about uh, things for about 20 minutes, and we post it on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. If you subscribe for $5 a month, you get all kinds of additional bonus content, including two post-mortem shows every week after our Tuesday show and our Thursday show. And you can also listen on the Patreon app, by the way. So please uh, help support this uh, podcast by uh, subscribing on our Patreon page. You can also subscribe for $10 a month, and that'll get you the after party, too, on top of the two post-mortem shows. So lots of extra stuff you can get over on our Patreon page. Meanwhile, you can get uh, David Ferguson's Patreon at patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. And listen to Jody Hamilton at from-the-bunker.com. It's the From the Bunker podcast in the comedy section. Everywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, I was going to plug the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and the, well, specifically the Sexy Liberal uh, uh, Unity Tour, but I don't know what's going on with it. We don't know about Wisconsin just yet. I know Stephanie's, they're waiting to hear from, you know, if if Wisconsin does what California's doing and saying don't do these things. Yeah. Uh, you know, because they can't afford to cancel. Yeah, I know. You probably I know. assume, though, I mean, just, God, you know, I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, good thought. Uh <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what's going on. Everything seems to be full speed ahead at this point. So watch uh, sexyliberal.com for all of the updates yeah. and make sure to listen to Stephanie Miller's morning show and everything else. All right. Take care of yourself. After party tomorrow with Kimberly Johnson. Make sure to listen to our interview with the furniture guys uh, everywhere you get your podcast and at bobseska.com. It was so fucking funny and a great departure, a great breath of fresh air from the madness. Take care, folks. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. <laughs>